Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today I want to share with you something that I've seen come up a lot as I'm working with couples. And I want to provide some kind of like a framework or some tools for you guys to navigate if this is something you guys are going through as well. I want to help you guys navigate this situation where it feels like if you're having a hard time working through and finding closure or resolution to something. Or let's say a lot of times I'll be working with a couple and a wife might feel very stuck because she doesn't believe what her husband's saying about any number of things. And I'll give you a couple of examples today as we do this. But in order for couples to navigate those moments when she doesn't really believe him, or if they're stuck and the conversation's not going anywhere and there's not resolution, I want to share with you exactly how I've seen couples find a lot of traction and give you some ways to process through anything that you might be having a hard time with. So I want to give you a couple of examples of what I mean. So... One particular couple, as I've worked with in the past, and this, this this happens over and over for most people, there's a meaning that we make out of a situation that often creates an impasse. And so an example of that might be uh, a wife might say, I just, I, I don't think I'm very important to him. I don't feel like I'm important to my husband. Or a wife might say, you know, he's watching pornography because he doesn't care about our marriage or he just wants to look at other women or it could be anything like that. We'll start with those two and then see what else, you know, where else we go with this. So whenever there's a meaning like that of I'm not important to my husband or something along those lines, there's a reason why she believes that. There's a reason why that feels true to her or If she says, well, my husband doesn't care about me and I'm like, I'm struggling and I just feel like I'm by myself all the time. There's a reason why she's experiencing and feeling that and believing that that's true, at least on some level. And so the goal is to understand. So the way that I've explained it to some clients recently is imagine having a stool. And of course, stools have, you know, three or four legs. But imagine uh, in the same way, the beliefs that we have the, the perspectives that we have, the meaning that we make out of a situation also has legs of evidence that support the belief. And so whenever couples are having a hard time finding closure, it's usually, and, and if the wife or husband, either one, but in these examples, it's the wife, it's usually because the, the legs or the evidence are not being addressed to help her then change her perspective. So what I mean by that is I'll I'll walk you through this example. So if the wife says, I just, I'm not important to my husband. The first thought that I wonder then when I'm working with somebody is okay, as, as evidenced by what, what specifically did you experience? Because our beliefs are, our experiences influence our beliefs. So when we have a belief or a perception, it's because we went through something that gave us that impression. So I'll say, you know, I'll better, so the framework is whatever you identify what the belief is or, or the perspective, and then you try to figure out what is the evidence that's holding that belief up? What are the stools? I'm sorry, what are the legs on the stool? Because that's where the impasse is. If the husband responds and it doesn't address all of this, the legs on the stool, it's going to be hard for her to change her mind. Or again, the same thing is true with the husband. If he's the one who has the belief that's not really shifting. So 
what I'll do is I'll better understand. She'll say, I, I just don't feel like I'm important to him. Okay, well, help me understand that. Like, what gives you that idea? What gives you that impression? As evidenced by what? And she might say, well, whenever we're having a difficult conversation and he sees that I'm struggling, he always shuts the conversation down. Or he just minimizes how I feel. Or he turns the tables and blames me for the thing that I'm bringing up. She'll have she'll have evidence to support that belief. And so in order for her to start to see it differently, because she's, she's taking those experiences as her not being important to him. In order for her to heal and feel like she does matter, we have to address why she feels like that. So what you would do is go piece by piece to try to work through each of those experiences to help create a new meaning. So what that might look like is if she says, well, one of the reasons why I don't think he really cares about me is because he just shuts down when I'm talking about how I feel. Then the key is to go back to him and say, husband, what's what's happening for you in those moments when she's sharing something that's important to her or when she's sharing her pain and you're shutting down, what's actually happening for you? And then, then that's where we'll get the, the piece from him, which will directly relate to that piece of evidence, right? Instead of her receiving that as he doesn't care, he shuts down, see, look, he doesn't want to talk to me, therefore he doesn't care about me. I'll turn to him and say, what's happening for you when, sh- when she's expressing how she's feeling and you're shutting down, what's going on? If you have that conversation and you take your time in that moment, what you'll find in oftentimes in these cases is the husband will say, I, I get stuck because I don't know how to respond and I get scared of saying the wrong thing. I've, I can't tell you how many times I've heard a husband say, I, I pull back and I shut conversations down when it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere because I don't want to say the wrong thing and make it worse. I don't want to cause any more damage than I obviously already have So I just pull back because nothing that I've said in the past works. So I just kind of keep all this to myself in hopes that it doesn't get worse. And when, so then I'll have him share that with his wife and say, like, great, because she takes this to mean that you don't really care about her. It sounds like that's not true. Is it? Like, how do you feel towards her in those moments? Well, yes, I do care. I care very much about how she feels. And the reason that makes it hard for me to have a conversation with her again is because I don't really want to make it worse. I'll have him share that with her. And when you can get into the emotion, right? If it's just like an intellectual exercise, it doesn't work as well. But if he can get into the feeling of what it's like for him in that moment, if he can get in touch with the fear, if he can get in touch with the fact that he really does care, and when these conversations in session go well, He's in those emotions and he's, it's visible that he cares, that he does care about her pain, that he does want the relationship to go well. And when he gets in touch with the feeling and shares that message back with her, there's a shift that happens for her because now we took that one leg of the the belief, the stool, and it says, well, he shuts down. That means he doesn't care. He starts to redefine that for her and says, It's not that I don't care. I very much do care. But when I shut down, it's because I get scared. I'm going to mess this up. I get scared that I'm going to say the wrong thing. It's going to hurt you more. And that's the last thing I want to do. So I just shut down. 
it's usually in those moments there's some level of understanding that's reached. There's some level of like clarity or like, hmm, like it's almost like one of those legs on the stool gets weaker and kind of breaks down. Now, usually there's a follow-up. There's usually some kind of a, yeah, but, yeah, okay, I see, yeah, maybe, maybe that's true, but, and then the next leg or the next piece of evidence is revealed as to why she still might believe that. So that could be, again, any number of things, but whenever I'm working with a couple, I want to walk them through this process of helping them find closure and resolution And the way you do that is knocking down all of these legs to ultimately help her, or again, if it's the husband sharing, help them get to a resolution where they have a new understanding of the event, which that's the thing that changes the belief. So she might say, okay, well, maybe I, you know, in in the past you've, you know, we've had these conversations before. If they haven't gone well, you, you have heard me that it hurts when we can't really connect. You, ha- I, I can see that maybe. I can see maybe that you care. Even right now as you share this, you know, this feels sincere, but, and then the new thing will come up. But whenever this kind of thing happens and we shut down and retreat, I tell you how much it hurts me when you don't communicate. So I hear what you're saying that you really take a step back because you don't want it to get worse. But I've told you over and over and over again that when you just shut down and get quiet, I feel even more alone. So that's what makes me feel like you don't care. So then you just go to that piece and you can have a conversation around, well, this is, I I hear that. And then he'll respond to that and say, this is where I'm coming from. In those moments, I recognize that you've told me in the past that this doesn't really help. And the way that I think about it is, and then he's going to respond with how, you know, how his perception of it, the way that I think about it is whenever I'm faced with this choice of keep talking or shut down, shutting down, yes, I acknowledge does hurt. It hurts you. But it's the lesser of two evils, for lack of a better word. I can either keep going and it's really going to mess things up and I'm going to say something that's going to really cause a lot of hurt or I can shut down and know that doesn't feel good for you and know we're not really reaching a resolution. But it's not as bad in my vision, in my opinion, or in my like the way that I view this, it's less painful than if we were to keep having a conversation. So again, I'm just kind of sharing with you a couple of this example of this is typically how it goes. Whenever there's a, a belief or a, a perception, you talk through it, you hit a roadblock, you, you clarify on the other side, the husband will clarify, this is where I'm coming from. I can, you know, it must hurt to feel like I don't care about you. I want you to know that I really, really do. This is why I do that. And then she'll say, yes, that's, you know, yeah, but then you go do it again. You just do the same process over and over and over again until you resolve all of the discrepancies, until you break down all of the legs that prop up the stool, which then helps her, in this case, change her perception to start to be able to receive something new. So you might be thinking, okay, I want to stay with this, this example here. So I think that's one of the ways to do that. So let's just say... Uh, let's say the belief is true then because because this is one of those instances where she's believing something that isn't true. He does care. 
or again, she might say, well, yeah, we shut down, you shut down in conversations. I, can, I guess I can see that you do that for this new reason. But if you really did care, then you wouldn't like, you wouldn't keep acting out. Or again, she'll, she'll, she'll bring another piece in there that supports the evidence. And so the goal is to take each of those things to unpack them, ultimately bringing closure and resolution. So again, if it's not true, the reality in, in, in so many of the husbands' minds that I work with, it's not true. They really do care about their wife. And so we want to clarify that, understand why she thinks that that's true. And once you either clarify or you come up with a game plan to change the dynamic, then the belief can start to change. So again, what I mean by that is when, when you start to change the, the dynamic, when you start, or in other words, when you start to work on, so she says, yeah, that, you know, if you really did care, then you wouldn't act out. He's going to want to clarify that, honey, I, I absolutely do care. But there's these internal reasons why I keep turning back to that. And so helping her clarify that, and then you want to take action on making changes when necessary. And so he'll reassure her and say, I really do care. That's not evidence that I don't. I've got these triggers. I've got these internal things that are driving me. The core issue is not quite resolved yet. So I keep falling back into this pattern. You're clarifying that. And then he can then he can share with her his game plan of, and in order then to deal with these triggers, in order then to address the core of the issue, this is what I'm going to do because I really do care and I want to show you and demonstrate that. So even though I'm falling back into this old pattern, my goal is to do X, Y, Z thing to make sure I'm making progress because I want you to feel that. I want you to feel and believe that it's true that I care. And so those are, those are the best ways to help people navigate through these really stuck places and help them to find some closure or at least come to an understanding which then gives, again, in this case, the husband, space to then demonstrate that he cares, space to then show her, you do matter, and this is how I'm going to provide the evidence that that's true. And so when couples get really good at having these types of conversations, in, in a very short amount of time, you can find a new understanding, you can find some closure and resolution, and then you can find some peace knowing, okay, there's a path forward, we actually can do something about this. And so let's say, uh, let's say, um, I guess, again, we're talking about this belief that what if it's not actually true? Where, what if something is true? What if, let's say, the same experience, the same, uh, the same belief the wife has is, my, I, I don't, I'm not that important. I'm not the priority to my husband. What if that's true in that moment? Then you want to do the same. Th you have a, a similar conversation where she shares that and says, I, I don't feel like I'm a priority. And for him, if that's true, if other things are taking priority over her, then the goal is to be able to acknowledge that, to then repair by saying, you're, you're right, right now, I'm not prioritizing the relationship like I need to. I'm not doing the things in the relationship like you've asked me to. And these are some of the things that are getting in the way for me. This is what I'm noticing. Or right now, or, or in the past, you're right, whether it's present or past. She might say, I just, I, for all these years, I haven't felt like I've mattered to you. And he might acknowledge that and say, you, you're actually right. I haven't treated you in the way that you have deserved to be treated. I have not prioritized you. 
And there's just a clear acknowledgement and validation, which in and of itself is so healing. Because if you can hear somebody say, you're right, I have dropped the ball. You're right, I haven't, I haven't built the relationship and prioritized you in the way that I've needed to. There is some level of like, you get your footing in that moment. Which then opens up the door, like I said a few minutes ago, to do something different. To say, I want this to be different. I don't want to continue to not prioritize you. I don't want to continue to get into these fights and not address the real issues. I don't want to continue struggling with pornography, which of course brings a lot of pain for you. Those are then the moments where you can create a plan to help you move forward and deal with why it's happening. Because if he says, you're right, I haven't treated you like, I ha- like I've needed to, we want to understand Number one, there's like that you're sharing the same reality. And if you're not, I've shared with you what to do, right? You've got these different legs of the stool that you can start to work together to then come to a shared reality. And then secondly, if it's true, again, you validate, acknowledge and say, this is how I want things to be moving forward. I don't want to have these same old patterns showing up. And this is what my goal is. This is how I'm going to approach this. So when couples can do that, they're able to navigate literally through anything because they can come to a shared understanding they can come to have a conversation that helps to helps them to both feel understood to then create a path forward truly you're able to find a way out of these struggles to help her start to believe you and again we're using the her example here it's the same thing for the husband right if the, if the husband is struggling with a meaning or a belief same conversation same framework all that applies so if we, if we move to one more example, just so this is clear as possible, if the wife says, you know, he's watching pornography because he doesn't, you know, he, he, he just wants to look at other women. It isn't because, you know, he's struggling with things. It, it is, this isn't a coping mechanism for him. He just, he just wants this. He, he doesn't care how I feel. You go through the same process and you help her understand. So I would, I would then ask her, okay, like what, what sends you the message that he just wants to? Like what makes you feel, what makes you believe that that's like, that that's why he's doing it. And she might say, well, cause he hasn't stopped. He knows how much pain this is causing me. And he obviously doesn't care, or he's just choosing to do it anyways, because he wants to. And so then you'd take that as the evidence, right? The evidence in her mind is because he hasn't stopped. That's what makes her believe. He just wants to look at other women. Then you go through the same process. You have him clarify and speak to that specific point and he can then share i get how you're i get how it would come off like that i get that as i've continued to fall back into these patterns it must feel like i can see how it feels like for you that i just want to look at other people i want to share with you a little bit more about what i'm learning as i'm doing this journey though i'm learning that when xyz happens when i get triggered when i feel depressed when i feel anxious i notice that that's when my mind starts to lean, like look towards a distraction. And it's not that I really, like it's not about me wanting to look at other women. Since I've been young, that's just been the way that I've dealt with all these things that in the past I wasn't really aware of, but as I'm doing all this work and as we're working through this together, I'm learning more about myself and I'm learning that these are my triggers. When I get depressed or when I feel just like, worthless or like I've let you down or I feel like I'm not doing a good enough job that's when I find my mind wandering because I'm trying to get out of pain and again in like manner 
if he can get in touch and then like I'll, I'll have him get in touch with that in session because again the feeling must be there that's a, that's a part of what helps to shift the belief because if he just says that real nonchalantly he's like oh, i don't know i just think i'm learning this stuff and it's it's not about you me wanting to look at other women it's just this you know i just get depressed sometimes and if it's said nonchalantly it does not have the same impact and so after he can better understand why he's doing the behavior I'll have him get in touch with what's it like for you in those moments when you do get triggered and you're feeling depressed and you feel like you keep letting everybody in your life down that's important to you. What's that like for you? And then he'll start to get in touch with that sadness. He'll start and get in touch with that heaviness, those feelings of inadequacy, and that will start to come to the surface so she can see it. And when he's in his feeling and shares with her, this place sucks. I hate how this feels. I hate feeling like I'm failing, that I'm letting you down. And knowing that I hurt you when I do this, it kills me to know that you're in pain. When he says that in his feeling, again, I cannot emphasize that enough. That's the thing that will often shift that perception that she has. And so this is where couples get stuck. They get into their cycle. They start to fight. They go back and forth. They get frustrated. He gets upset and defends. And it comes from a very surface level, disconnected kind of energy versus getting in touch with the vulnerability, with the sadness, with these deeper level feelings. When you share on that level, that's when the change happens. So I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls when couples are trying to work through these these differences or hurts like this is they don't do it from a position of vulnerability. They do it from a position of frustration and defensiveness or like annoyance or anger. The movement doesn't happen on that level. It just can't. Because when we are in that place, when we're defending or when there's anger, we're just in our protection. It's just fight or flight. And when we're in fight or flight, our mind is not open to new ideas. Our mind is not open to space to reconsider and evaluate things. This is the purpose of fight or flight, is that we don't do those things. Our vision and our scope narrows on the, the threat, and all of our faculty, all of our wherewithal is directed to how do I get away from this or how do I fight against this so I can become safe? It's only when we feel safe that our creativity opens up, that there's space to reevaluate and take in new ideas for us to be able to collaborate and work together. It's only when we're feeling safe. And one of the fastest ways to create a feeling of safety is to share from a vulnerable place, uh, from a vulnerable point of view or position so that because vulnerability disarms the other person. When we see hurt, it naturally evokes compassion. It evokes empathy when we're getting in touch with that fear. I'm sorry, when we're getting in touch with those like deeper, yeah, whether it is fear or hurt or sadness, naturally there's empathy there. And yes, it's true that sometimes when people share vulnerably, the other person's defenses still come up. That happens, of course, sometimes. That's usually a result of the, the long-standing cycle that they've been in or they, they are still working on and need tools to be able to meet the other person there. But ultimately, that's the path forward. 
And so I would encourage you guys as you're listening to this to try to think about some of the areas that you feel stuck. Where Where is there maybe a discrepancy or a belief that's there that's causing an impasse or a situation, whether it's a belief or a situation, where are you feeling stuck? Because then you can go back and have a conversation in this way and identify these legs that support that belief or perception so that you can start to resolve those which ultimately brings a sense of closure. And it's the coolest thing in the world when people are able to walk through this process, they find closure, they're able to reconnect, and it builds the relationship. It increases safety, it increases a feeling of closeness, it increases all the things that people want in a marriage, trust, like everything hinges on our ability to have these types of conversations and then follow through with the plan that we, that we might have put in place while we had those talks. So I would encourage you as you think about these places where you're stuck, identify why, identify what the evidence is that you have to support your belief. And then I would encourage you to have these conversations where you just go back and forth. And it might take more than one conversation, but just take as much time as you need going back and forth and resolving all the yeah, buts. Yeah, but this. Well, what about that? Those are good things. That's a good thing because if you don't reveal those, if those never come up, it's you stay stuck and it's still an impasse. So I, I want you guys to test this out and notice what happens. And the goal is to create that closure so you truly can move forward past that block and continue to make progress together in the relationship. So I hope that helps. And I look forward to speaking with you guys next week and giving you guys some more tools and ways to navigate not, not only individually, but in the relationship because truly marriages heal. And I just, I hope that people are catching a vision of that as they listen to the podcast that people people can come back from really, really painful things. And as we continue to go, I just want to provide more tools and direction to help you guys bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be ultimately. So I look forward to speaking with you again next week and we will talk to you then. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.